Excuse me. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> comics that's in a long-term relationship yeah that is that is definitely true and i was a little worried i was like hey i wonder what al is really gonna ask me on this podcast because i'm in a relationship and you're doing like a dating podcast yeah uh, so far it's just been i'm like learning through other people how to get Mm -hmm. in a relationship Mm -hmm. or like how to make it work in a way where for now i'm like i don't think a long-term relationship is for me right now or like ever uh for now mm. yeah have you been in a relationship oh, oh, oh yeah how many <laughs> <laughs> i thought we said no curveball. <laughs> <laughs> um don't worry you, gotta, you don't gotta tell today i can also edit it out, leave, leave it out. i've got the creative control here uh <laughs> like four or five wow which we're like about a year a year and a half two years each mm-hmm. i'm an old man <laughs> Hey, man, five solid ones mean yeah. something. Yeah, well, <laughs> it meant Did something you, to me. No, yeah, yeah they, they got to mean something. I think every relationship, you get something and you learn something mm. about yourself and a lot about the other person too, right? right? I think a lot about being in a relationship is like, especially something meaningful or like you see long-term has something. It has like... This chemistry mm. that is just like, it's, is it like love? Is it the sex? Is it like, there's so many components to it. Mm. Like, what, what do you think makes a, do you, is there a, I mean, you should be asking the questions, right? <laughs> I'm just letting you do your thing. I don't, what I wanted to know to begin mm-hmm. with, like you've been in a long-term relationship. Yeah. How long now? It's been almost two years now. So you got into comedy before you got in. Yes. So yeah, I was married to comedy before I was in a relationship. And which one is the priority now? Still. Oh God, this <laughs> this is also this is always a thing, especially when you have like a significant other. Comedy can get in the way because yeah. all I can do is think about comedy, and it gets in the way. But in a healthy relationship, there has to be some balance, right? Mm. But obviously, comedy is my baby, too. So. Alright, but it sounds like comedy is more of a side bitch, because uh, yeah. you're like, comedy gets in the way. I you're mean, like, like, I can't have kids with comedy, right? Yeah. I can't have... Uh, some people ra- do. <laughs> some people do. Some people spread their kids through comedy. I mean, you know, it's just like, if you're going to be in a relationship, there's got to be some kind of um, reciprocation or also attention mm. to it like with comedy like comedy I give such focus and attention that like that carried over to a healthy relationship oh because that, I believe that's a first like there was an unhealthy time in comedy yeah. and I don't think I could have been with anybody because I was still figuring out my voice or figuring out what I wanted to talk about but now that I'm like eased into it I carry on my focus or mm. my love like when you really love something, you're you're not gonna let things get in the way. I feel that. Okay. Was there a change for you when you were doing comedy that allowed you to get in the relationship? I think yeah. Well, once you like you know, for a little while when I first started comedy, obviously there was so much more uncomfortable feelings mm. that it's just like I had to deal with those myself. Right. I think once you get more comfortable, whatever that is you do in any profession, I think you feel like, hey, that's a release to be like, hey, I want to 
I need to communicate with somebody because mm. I think when you're not in a healthy place, you can't communicate with anybody. Well, that's such a guy thing to say, though. I, you know, that's just me personally yeah. from my from my experience. That's just how society makes us, essentially, I feel mm-hmm. like, where, like, it's not a um, quality that's developed in us to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with that. So, I I just thought it was so funny. With women, it's different. It's like, with women, I feel like it's the opposite, where if they're not in a good place, they're talking. Yeah, because I think it's how um, they were raised, too. It's like, when you have, like, men are find a way to, like, put everything and keep everything inside and not share it. As for women, like, when there's a problem, I can't say for all women, but they're more of their voice, their feelings. Mm. Unless they're dating me. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong? <laughs> like, nothing. I'm like, no, what is wrong? Nothing. Are you sure? Yeah, everything's fine. And and I think it's it's different from like it's, people are raised differently too. You mm. you must have. Uh, did you have a mom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have a mom. Uh, I, I I grew up with a single mom. Mm. I have a stepdad now, but. Mm. Uh, Mostly grew up with a single mom. Yeah, and I, I kind of had this the same situation. Where, oh, really? Yeah, I'm like, my dad left my mom when I was in high school. Oh, shit. So, like, my mom had to raise us. But, like, you know, you, you find out from, like, your parents the dynamic mm. of a relationship. Like, I was going to ask, because it was from your stand-up. Mm-hmm. I know that your dad is Iraqi. Yeah, my dad is. And your is mom is Filipino. Yeah. And your name is Abdul Ali, yeah. which makes sense because your dad had taken control of naming you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I almost, I was almost named Ernie. Ernie <laughs> Ali? I would have been named Ernie. Shout out Ernie Hart. <laughs> yeah. Ernie Ali. Ernie Ali. That would have been my name. Not as good as Abdul. Not as good as yeah. Abdul. I like Abdul Ali. Yeah. I think Ernie would have got me more jobs. <laughs> Not till they but see your beard. I, They'll be like, this guy is hiding something. Yeah, this this guy... This is, he doesn't look like an Abdul, Ernie. can you not leave your backpack at work? No, no. <laughs> no, if it's... Yeah, if you were named Ernie, I'd be like, what the... Like, what is this yeah. guy up to? He's you'd, a come mecha- out, you'd come off American. Very American. Yeah, I Ernie. think Ernie is a very American name. Yeah. Especially for like a, a brown... Like, yeah, for a Middle East. Yeah. I think it's it's a Latino. Is it a Latino? No. No? I was like, oh, okay. uh, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. When I think Ernie, I think of like a Mexican guy. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know. All right. The other thing I wanted to ask mm-hmm. is like, because your girlfriend, she's from... She's from here. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work with like your family dynamic and her different upbringing? Well, my mom's pretty... Uh, you know, my mom's pretty understanding. She uh, she's worked here for a really long time, mm. so it's. I think it's never been hard introducing somebody to my parents because yeah. I think they're just a fair. Like I grew up very family oriented, and like my mom is a very welcoming person, and like you know, Filipinos are in a happy place all the time, and yeah. they believe in love. Like I think all all the Filipino people I know, they're all lovers. Yeah, they love you know, love. They love love. As for like you know, some Middle Eastern people like, <laughs> I can't say that, right? Because they they believe in like a biological partnership yeah. in some weird way. Okay. Or like in some way a, a religious partnership mm. where it's just like man and woman come together and make family. Yeah. Instead of like an emotional connection mm. as for like the Filipino culture, they care so much about the music and the how you feel. And like, I think those are very important things 
to relationships. And so I got to see this side and another side. Mm, a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes you need that. Yeah. Have you introduced every girlfriend you had to your parents? Oh, no, absolutely not. I could not do that. <laughs> but there were all the long-term relationships, yeah. Yeah. I haven't introduced all of them. Mm-hmm. I've introduced some of my friends, and my mom would be like, is I have a girlfriend? And I was like, no. <laughs> I, it was so funny. Uh, one of my last two girlfriends ago, mm-hmm. we are like, we're just fucking. Mm-hmm. And then my mom works for this company uh, that every year they give out free passes to Playland. Okay, nice. So my mom was like, I'm not going to use it. If you want to use it, use it. Uh, come pick it up, right? So mm-hmm. I went with this girl to grab the passes because I was like, oh, that's a thing to do with mm-hmm. your fuck buddy, whatever. And my mom was like, is that your girlfriend? I was like, no. <laughs> and how do your parents feel about relationships and marriage are they very strict my mom just wants grandkids ah i see and uh my uncle's been through uh three wives and has two daughters from different women i love how your uncle just comes here he's like so my uncle (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so i'm just saying i'm just setting the scene where like (laughs) i feel like you're you look up to your uncle (laughs) he was he's 10 years older than me and he was like my father figure for a bit Ah, okay was he i learned was he the fun guy he we're all fun yeah yeah. i just learned from his mistakes Mm. yeah but it was just and i love him but it was just so funny that he would just get girls pregnant (laughs) oh man and then just be like "Ah, (sighs) it's like he's not gonna listen to it he doesn't even speak english that well anyways (laughs) to to understand this but it would just it would be kind of dysfunctional Mm. In a way, like they would. And how does he meet? Like he would just meet them. Is he religious? Like no, 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 not through. Ah, I see. You know, friend of a friend, or like go out. Mm. Yeah, and then he would date them, and then boom, there's a kid, and I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know what happened. See, it's like my dad's like that too. It's like I remember my dad is like, you want to be happy in life? He's like, you have to have a child. What? (laughs) Like (laughs) that's not necessarily how it works, right? Like because my dad's had. Now, four marriages, <laughs> right? And, like, I don't think he, like, upped and left each yeah. one, right? Like, he uh, he was with a woman in Iraq and then had to flee Iraq and then ended up in Kuwait and then had a marriage with a woman in Kuwait, comes to, comes to Canada, has a relationship with my mom, and then when he was 70, he had a kid. Wow. And I just like, I don't know what it is about the human body. Maybe. No, I don't know what it is about the human body. Human body. But I think it's just like, maybe something to do with sexual is connection too. Like, yeah. Where it's just like, we're in a new society where it's just like, maybe people enjoy certain things, feeling stimulated or feeling mm. like that. And that brings them passion. And Well, our brain is wired to chase things that make it happy yeah whatever it is that's why there's addictions and i I think there was a stat that i read like i read something where men will think of sex before food and which is crazy because i I don't really i don't believe that because i woke up with a boner and i'm still still hungry (laughs) (laughs) anyways so the baseline is my uncle in terms Mm. of men having kids yeah the standard is pretty low for me, I'd say. <laughs> Honestly, I I truly believe that my mom wouldn't care where or how a baby is appearing from. 
as long as it's a grandkid that she has. Because mm. I think that's just something like, you know, I think as you get older, maybe you just won't want to feel that nurturing feeling again. You know, mm. like our parents probably had us and that's a feeling that they have yeah. like of the time. They're... Well, it's that, but also, you know, continuing your whatever. Legacy or you're successful seed, seed, in, the in passing on the genes yeah. or whatever the fuck, right? But I think it's it's a bit of both. I think there's something yeah. chemically that goes on in the head Absolutely. too, for sure. Because yeah. I read something before where it's just like when a man has a child, there's a chemical that releases in the man's body. So the man doesn't eat the baby and gives it <laughs> uncondi- unconditional love. It's, as stupid as it sounds, yeah. that's what happens. Because like in, in nature, it's, there's... It's kind of like the laws on the road. You know, there's a sign because someone died or like there's yeah. a law because someone actually did it. Yeah. In this case, biology had to be like, stop eating you your fucking stop babies. Stop eating your you baby, dumbass. you crazy, yeah. crazy humans. <laughs> like... <laughs> I guess we're going to have to put a chemical in there. <laughs> and it probably happened over time too. But yeah. like, I think that's why like you see those like dads at those like baseball games that will do anything for their kid. I get it. It's kind of like the common suffering that brings you together mm-hmm. whatever. Because if you could just buy an 18 year old, I mean, you can buy an 18 year old, but, but I'm saying if you bought an 18 year old, you just wouldn't care. Yeah. Oh, You'd that's be like, so oh, true. That's someone's Unless you like have that in you to be like, "Hey, I can unconditionally love this this person." I think you grow. That's why parents have such connection with us. Like, you can make so many mistakes as a kid, but then there's that day, like, "Hey, mom," or whatever, or dad, and they still got your back. Yeah. I think that happens too in some relationships where you have so much history. Like I've seen, I've seen a lot of bad relationships. That's why people keep coming back to their exes. Yeah, I think because it, it's just like when you take two toxic people, that can happen, hmm. right? Because their world and their nature is toxic, right? Because I, I feel like I've seen so many toxic relationships around me that I was like, hey man, one day I really want this. Yeah, and I put my like, I've had my eyes on something like this for a long time. I think. Like this, you mean... Like a relationship that I'm in. A healthy relationship. Yeah, okay, just wanted to. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, I think it's also timing, too. Like, when you're in certain relationships, I'm 31 Mm. now, right? Where I'm not looking at a relationship like I was looking when I was 24. 24, I I was, like, being single. Like, I was having a grand old time. And I just... That just wasn't my focus. Mm. And it's just like, you know, I think I value certain things at this age mm. i mean al you you live a more fun life <laughs> that's all assumptions and speculations <laughs> yeah but i think it's also timing it's like we want certain things that makes us feel good mm. right i think you might have seen so many things along your journey where you're just like hey that doesn't make me happy and we're also investing time mm. i think that's why it's hard for people to find partners these days Because I feel like we don't have the time we used to. Like, you remember back in the day, like, uh, like in, say, the 60s or 70s? I don't remember. Well, I I don't remember the times, but, like, when I look back at, like, how these people live, it's like, they met one person, and they're with this person for the rest of their lives. Mm. I think it's because they didn't get to meet enough people. Or or Uh, I don't know. There's no internet. Yeah, there was no internet. Um... If you met someone and then they were moving, like you'd have their address, maybe. 
and mm-hmm. then maybe you could send a letter and expect one back a couple of months later. They were all about those letters back in the day. Yeah. Sending nudes and shit. It was probably so hard to send a nude back in the day. Yeah. You think someone actually sent nudes back in the day? I, for sure. I think if you were... Because ri- you would have to hire a photographer. Th- that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, you would have to hire somebody that costs quite a bit of money, too. So yeah. you'd have to be one of those rich people. If you were sending a selfie, you're like, you were the Kardashian you could- at the time. <laughs> You could probably go to jail for having a f- oh really photo of your dick out. Really? Oh, yeah, that I can understand. Like yeah. Victorian times for sure, but in the 60s maybe cuz you could go to jail mm. for saying pussy on stage. I had no idea. Yeah, like some of the first stand-ups, if they were vulgar on stage, they would get arrested. That's great. That's that sucks. So if you if it was too sexual, you'd get arrested. Yeah, that's sad. I don't know when the first, like, when the free speech amendment was added. Probably, yeah, the char- or the charter rights or whatever. Yeah. Clearly, we're very educated. Yeah, not as uh, educated as I thought. Not, I'm going to do some <laughs> research on that. But damn, I didn't even know, like, selfies could be legal or... Yeah. Hey, why are you in jail? Oh, dick pic. Took, hired a photographer. <laughs> set a day. Wanted to. Could be considered wire fraud, too, because you're using American Post... Damn. To, to send criminal package. Damn. It was a real risk back in the day. <laughs> Imagine just getting one. He's like, did you get it? <laughs> like, you would, not on the phone. That's why people like stay married. Because yeah. like they would risk their lives for love. You know, some... Imagine if you're like, Grandma, how'd you meet Grandpa? And she's like, well, we met at a, at a function this one time. Mm-hmm. I moved to a new city. And uh, he did something super illegal. Super illegal. <laughs> what was it? Did he like rob a bank to buy a ring? He's like, no, he sent me a dick pic for mail. <laughs> that like, and then imagine like, where's Grandpa now? He's like, oh, he's in jail still. <laughs> he's, in jail. he's serving three consecutive life sentences because it's three horrible. dick pics. That is horrible. Imagine a life like that, like. But what if one day they do something like that where everything's like... I mean, there's places around the world where yeah, it's kind of like you that. You know, did you ever remember Twitter? The uncen- Is Twitter still super uncensored? I think they tried to make it uncensored, but then all the... So I remember like when, yeah, when Twitter like first came out, it was like super uncensored. Like, oh, pornography everywhere. I'm like... It was it was super interesting in some weird way. Yeah, I, I remember there was one time like there was a this porn star, open talk, open chat, talking to people, sending videos. I'm like, this can't be real. This is on the internet. But like now, hearing like back in the day, yeah, damn, one picture. We came a long way. We've come a long way. Good times. Good times. Just just great times. Well, it's all the all the people that did go through the the legal troubles. It's yeah. the dick pic senders of the early age. I wonder that bring I, us the freedom. I wonder we if have there's now. any stories on these people. Just yeah. hey, uh, imagine your name is in history because you're like the first person, not the first person, but the last person to send a dick pic, be put in jail, and then fight it and win. That'd be oh my god! That that could be the next like feature film. Netflix coming next summer. I could just see Seth Rogen or like. <laughs> Will Ferrell. It would be Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Back in the sixties, just it wouldn't. It, it would have to be way. I think it'd be like. It would 20s? probably be the twenties. Yeah. yeah, the twenties. Right after the depression, they'd have to be wearing them weird ass yeah. like clothes and It'd be all like lengthy and stuff. Everybody looking like George Washington. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was all I could think is like, man, someone actually went to jail for a selfie or for like a a sexual image, you know? Because well, I'm sure some artists went to jail maybe for like painting oh, some sexual and, stuff. And honestly, without them, we wouldn't be where we are today yeah. in some weird way where people didn't break the rules, right? Especially with like everybody's like super body positive now, mm. which is great because I felt like there was a time where people didn't want to like show as much as their body. <laughs> That's well, no, a, such a guy thing to say. Is it? Of, I don't know. It's like, yeah, three in the nipple. I want to see well, them tits. I, I, no, it's because well, I just speak from a religious right. like, standpoint like, where I kind of felt bad for my sister because mm. she would always have to be covered up and she always wanted to be oh. herself and like, and now seeing her like grow into a, like a mature woman she has every right. I think it's just like, it's tough even with religions and relationships. Like mm. I have a friend who's dating a Muslim girl. Oh, right. And he's not Muslim himself and he's deciding to convert. Oh shit. Yeah. Which is super interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> because like growing up Muslim, I just never thought I could be in a super religious marriage. Yeah. Right. I just, I just couldn't envision myself because you know, I, I need a certain type of communication. Mm. And imagine how many arranged marriages there are in the world. Plenty. Plenty. Yeah. And. But also. <laughs> I, you know, like, I, I, I was scared one day. My dad would always be like, hey, we can go to Iraq and find you a wife. And yeah. I'm like, uh, that's a bad idea, Baba. <laughs> it's like, well, really? <laughs> if not Iraq, we can go to Kuwait. I am just like, uh, you know what? I'll pass. And I always had my eyes set on like dating like being with someone from canada i think it's just like because i was born here and i think it's just relatability too mm. i think also too it's just like they kind of they got to be your your best friend in some mm. in some way right like before you mentioned like there's a lot of toxic relationships around mm -hmm. you and that sort of stuff and mm -hmm. you wanted to be in a healthy one what made the one you're in healthy compared to the toxic ones you saw around you well i think it's just the the communication People keep saying communication, but yeah. what do you mean by that? Different relationship dynamics are going to be different. Some people are going to be more jokey-jokey mm. and, like, more hateful. And, like, that's their way of, like, communicating. There's some more nurturing and compassionate mm. relationship or romantic. Like, look for that, right? Mm. And I think it's just so different these days. Like, I think growing up, I just saw so much of something that I disliked and I couldn't connect with. In relationships that are just so loose and, like, didn't feel cemented and didn't feel real. It just felt, like, momentary. Mm. Like, in that time of the relationships, I saw the younger relationships where it's just, like, maybe it was just lust. Mm. And it wasn't just, like, a, a real healthy relationship that could grow and, like, have some longevity. Okay. Did that, like, when, when you were thinking about, okay, this is what I want. How did that help look for the right person? Well, I think I was in a really long relationship. Mm. I was in a five-year relationship. And then I took a really long break okay. of like wanting to be in a relationship or anything. Because I think I, I felt so invested in a relationship. I was like, you know what? The next one I want to be with, it's got to be the right time. I got to be in the right place. And also want to be with the right person. Mm. What's the right time? So I think the right time is just being at peace with yourself or like, mm. you know, being happy with yourself. I think 
you have to take two happy people and that makes a relationship. You know, I think why some relationships might not last is because two people don't have the the same peace with themselves mm. to really give love to somebody else mm. or give like the proper communication someone's looking for. If you can't even communicate with yourself, I don't think you're going to be able to communicate with uh, a significant other. So I made a friendship with somebody mm. for a really long time. It was like I knew uh, my girlfriend now. I knew her for a couple years oh, wow. before we were in a relationship. So And she moved away and oh. we still connected or like that's something more is where it's like a connection was still built through friendship and that why like why I see that like why why didn't it go into the romantic direction when you first met so there was a romantic direction at that time i made a decision where and unfortunately i like i kind of ghosted her oh shit and but it was all in like the best where i just felt like she was a really nice person and at that time i didn't feel secure and i didn't feel like it was going to be a right time for her and me and i didn't want to waste that person's time and also too i wasn't ready mm. to be romantically invested in somebody again after feel you know when you feel hurt or you feel like there's like that bitterness or like a little like ah oh, you know like you might be listening to instead of listening to yourself and be like hey i truly want love and compassion like you're around the nature of like the machismo guy mm. but hey man it's like forget about her let's just go to the club and like at that time i i just felt like it wasn't going to be a a good place or a good setting for me or her mm. so i think when you really care about something it's not just about you too it's about that person so okay. at that time i just made a decision and it just didn't work and i just didn't what made you revisit so i think I reconnected and I just was talking to her and just wanted to see how she was doing genuinely. Mm. And it wasn't like a sexual thing. It's like we were friends, but then, you know, like you still have that kind of uh lingering room. spark. Yeah. It's the spark. There. And I think that's what keeps it going too. Cause yeah. you gotta, you gotta feel something when you're with somebody where it's mm. just like, I feel like it's just aimless and like hollow, you know, where it's just like, if you really have that spark connection, it can really open up so many more, I don't know, is it feelings or like, um, it's just, it, it's just something that you, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but that's interesting, the whole, because it's not often that someone, or at least uh, if, from my experience, mm -hmm. it's not often that, you know, you, you have something with someone and then you kind of move on and yeah. come back to it. Because in mm -hmm. my mind, it's like, if I move on, that means there's nothing there for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took some time to like think like that. Mm. I think before it's like in the past relationships, like when it was over, it's completely over. Yeah. And I think when you're mature now, like you're more mature, you're, you're thinking like, Hey, these things happen for a reason. It's a Absolutely. deep, it's a deeper rooted uh, thought or well, action. It's not so much that I feel like uh, when a relationship is over for me, it's like I've, there's nothing there for me and also I'm not like we're not the right people or mm -hmm. like you said it's not the right time or mm -hmm. not the right place mm -hmm. and then obviously you have that introspection 
after uh, for a period and then you do you feel like you invest a lot when you like have really is that why we're like you know like i feel like when relationships end it's just like you feel like you've given it everything mm. there's no adding to it there's no solving if there was a problem it's just like it's just not compatible mm. like i think that's like you give it your all and if the chemistry is not there i think the best thing to do is separate like if there's real chemistry you'll find a way back in some weird if you love or let it go it could be toxic or non-toxic i I don't know but Uh, i i agree in a way Mm -hmm. um based on my previous experiences obviously i learned that i have uh codependent tendencies Mm. and at times it does like it did feel like i was giving to a relationship but I think what it actually was is me getting lost in the relationship. Mm. And then when it, when, it, when it was over, it felt like I didn't even know who I was because yeah. I was so, so into it, like so lost in the relationship. I, I, I felt that. Like, I, I know that feeling because like when you're in a relationship for so long, that's all you know sometimes. Yeah. And like, I, I like hear these stories, these guys get divorces and like, You've been living with that person for so long. Obviously, it'd be very hard to adjust because your life gets molded hmm. with a with another person. And like, I think that's why, like, you know, the younger generation, they're so like, you can't tie me down kind of thing. Right? <laughs> you know, that Hoodville, like, yeah. everyone's like, yo, it's like, I get it. It's just like, because you don't want to change in a relationship too. But the truth is, you are going to change. Well, you're going to change regardless. Yeah, you're going to change Every, regardless. Everyone is changing. Yeah. But I think the important thing part is to have uh like you said a clear identity yeah a clear understanding of who you are mm-hmm. and the other person has to have the same thing mm-hmm. and then you work towards this common goal which is the mm-hmm. relationship yeah if it does happen that you part ways you still have that mm-hmm. clear identity of who you are and mm-hmm. the only thing that's over is the relationship and you know because you can... that's like it's like a relationship with a friend it's like over time so many things are going to happen but it's like the good things that strengthen the relationship mm. i think when like things go sour it's just like the negatives overweigh what happens you know like it's weird because i i think you can actually have quite a bit of negative in a relationship and still make it work yeah i it's it just how you deal with it like uh i think the one time when it's over it's when you don't have the either patience or desire to work on on it. I think you lose patience because I think with love too, it's like for some reason it just makes you tolerate more things. Mm. You're like, Hey, I I genuinely love this person and I'll take their flaws. And like, you're like, Hey, I'll tolerate this, but then I'll tolerate. No, but but just so you know, that flaw you have, I'll tolerate it. No, but it's just like, (laughs) it's because like nobody's perfect too. And I think these days it's like we lose our patience because it's like, is it a standard we have? Is it wanting more? I I don't know. But it's like when you know yourself, you know what you can tolerate. I saw this thing. Is it tolerate? Is that even the right word? Accept. Accept. Accept is a better word. Accept is, I think. Accept. That's why I was making fun of it. Tolerate sounds like, hey, you would say that. Yeah, you would guilt. You would guilt someone. Yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah.